Likuti Sichais, Chelek Chavbeis, Volume 22, the first Sichah of Parshas Emer. This Sichah will explain the idea, the concept of Svira Sa'imer, the counting of the Aimer, and how it parallels to the concept, to the idea of Tefillah, of davening. Just as an introduction, the Siddur that we pray in Chabad is called Siddur Tehillah Sashem. And of course that's based on and uh, is exclusively according to the quote, the Siddur of the Alter Rebbe. Now the Alter Rebbe Siddur is, for example, the one that the Rebbe used. Um, that has a very specific and accurate order as the name Siddur. Siddur means Seder, an order. Now, the Alter Rebbe Siddur, the Nusach, the version of the prayer, is based on the Siddur Ho'arizal, the Arizal Siddur, Rabbi Yitzhak Luria. Now, the Arizal Siddur, of course, is an exclusive Siddur. It's not for you know, the common folk, it's really um, more for the, you know, very exclusive type of person, one that, as the Rebbe will explain in the Sicha, one that has the ability to have the proper kavonis, the proper meditations and intentions when it comes to davening, all the esoteric and kabbalistic um, thoughts and, and contemplations that come along with the prayer. However, the actual version of the prayer is what the Alter Rebbe incorporated in his Siddur. And he says it's based Al-P, according to the Nusach Ariza. So that's one uh, matter of introduction that will help us through the Sicha. And another one is the something that we've already studied in the past, and that is the difference between Chefza and Gavra. Chefza means the object of something, and Gavra means the person. When it comes to a mitzvah, you have basically two major players, so to speak, two things that play a role. You have the Chefza, the object of the mitzvah, that means the thing that has to get done. And then you have the Gavra, the individual, and they play various roles, but it comes together in the function of a mitzvah. So let's get into the Sicha itself. The mitzvah of Sviris Saimer, which we commanded actually in this week's Parsha, Parsha's Emer, as it says, Usvartem Lochem Imachas you should count to you from the next day of the holidays, so on and so forth, after they bring the Omer. So the Rebbe says its idea, the idea of it is, a readiness and preparation for Shavuos, for the time when we commemorate the receiving of the Torah. And as the Sefer HaChinuch, who you typically explains the general idea of every mitzvah, he explains it in the sense of, let's say, like a servant, like a slave, who looks forward to, who yearns and counts the days for the time of when he's going to be set free. So too, our counting of the Omer is an expression of our eagerness, of our yearning, of our excitement, and we're counting down towards the receiving of the Torah. Now this idea of Sviris Omer, meaning this idea, how we just now presented the concept of Sviris Omer, also pertains to actual halacha, to, act, to an actual law. We know that whenever we do a mitzvah, in general, when we begin the mitzvah, when we set out in the beginning of the mitzvah, for example, the first night of Hanukkah, or the beginning of any given festival, we recite the blessing of Shehechiyonu. We thank Hashem for bringing us to that auspicious time. Whereas when we begin Sfira Sa'imer, we do not make this blessing. And the question is, why not? Well, the answer is because, as we said, this mitzvah is not a mitzvah, so to speak, in itself, but rather it's a mitzvah 
to prepare us to, to bring us closer to, to express our yearning for, and therefore it's only a preparation for an actual mitzvah. And therefore it doesn't warrant a bracha of Shechianu. However, it still is every single day a mitzvah in itself. And you make a bracha. In other words, each day, although it's just a merely a preparation, as we said, but yet each day becomes an individual mitzvah, and it's like a whole mitzvah in itself, which warrants a blessing. And the idea is that by the end, when you have the sum total of all these, quote, individual mitzvahs of the 49 days, and then you reach the 50th day, we celebrate Shavuos. Says the Rebbe, based on what we just said, we can explain something very interesting. That in the Alter Rebbe Siddur, in the original Siddur Alter Rebbe, which he himself made the accurate and exact order of the Siddur, placed everything in its proper place, we find that the very last uh, mitzvah, the very last observance that's discussed in the Siddur is the mitzvah of Sfiris Ha'imer. Now the Rebbe says that we know how precise and how exact this Siddur that the Alter Rebbe calls the Seder Tfilis of Kol Hashana, the order of Tfilis of prayers and observances for the entire year. And since it's, he calls it a Seder, so it's obvious that everything that he put in, everything he inserted, and the manner in which, the order in which he inserted it, is very accurate. Now, this, sid, this order in the Alter Rebbe Seder becomes even more emphasized when you parallel it to its origin, so to speak. As we said in the introduction, the origin of the Rebbe Siddur is, as he himself says, it's based on the Siddur Harizal. However, in the Alter Rebbe Siddur, as we said, it concludes the very last thing is the mitzvah of Siddur Saimer. Whereas, in the Siddur of the Harizal, which has all the kavonis, all the meditations, and so on, it ends off with the meditations of Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Torah. And the question is, what is this all about? Now, the Rebbe says, in a simple, you know, to answer this in a simple manner, we, in other words, in a very practical one, we can explain. Since the Alter Rebbe, since the Arizal Siddur is actually uh, de- is is, um, is 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 dedicated to, so to speak, is uh, was designed for that is for those who are those select individuals who are capable of having all the deep esoteric kavanas in the davening, whereas. The Alter Rebbe Siddur, as he says himself, is a Siddur Hashave Lechol Nefesh. It is something that is equal and applicable to all, to all souls, literally, to everyone. And therefore, the Alter Rebbe Siddur, therefore, is in a practical manner, because it's something that's meant to be practical for all. And therefore, it starts with the daily regimen of Phyllis, and then it goes off to Shabbos. In other words, it goes, it takes the Tadir, Versus the She'enai Tadir. It takes that which is constant, that's what comes more often, versus that's what comes less often. And then it ends off with all the festivals going in the order of the year. Each, each festival that has a significance or a significant prayer individual for that festival. So it goes through Hanukkah, then Purim, then Pesach, and it ends with Surah Saimah. That's a practical reason, the way we can explain the contrast between the Alter Rebbe Siddur, and the Arizal Siddur. says, the Rebbe, this is correct, this is true. However, since the Alter Rebbe made the order in his Siddur, that's not only compatible with Halacha, 
but also, or more so, that it should be parallel and compatible with the esoterics, with the with this the, the the secret part of the Torah, so to speak. It's understood that the reason why the Altarebbe puts Fidesaim at the end is not merely or not just, not only because of this quote unquote practical reason, but there has to be something deeper, a pnimiusanyonim, something more esoterically that can explain why Sphirisaimer comes at the end. And says the Rebbe, according this will trigger us to say that Svidas Omer emphasizes, so to speak, and wraps up the whole entire concept and idea of prayer. And that's why kind of it concludes the whole Seder, which is a book that has an order of prayers for the entire year. In other words, this epitomizes, this brings out the essence, the idea of what prayer is about. It says that but this very special idea, concept of Svidas Omer gets expressed not only in the object, so to speak, in the mitzvah that's done, that's accomplished, but also in the chepsa that is, but also in the gavra of the observance of this mitzvah of Sfirah Saimer. And the Rebbe will begin to explain. Let's take a look at the mitzvah of tefillah, of davening, of praying. What is it? So the Ramam explains that this mitzvah is, quote, a positive commandment to pray every day, as it says, You shall serve Hashem your God. And by tradition, says the Ramam, we've been taught, it's been passed down, as the Chachamim say, that a zeo what is this service that you say that's in the heart? Zut fila, this is prayer. And one of the explanations, according to Nigla, not according to Nister, meaning according to the real part of the Torah, the practical part of the Torah, not the esoteric part of the Torah, as to why tfila is called avoida. So he says that we can understand why it's called the service of Hashem and Avoida. This we can understand from the Rambam's words himself. The Rambam says, in, in detailing the obligation, the details of this mitzvah, he says like this that a person should plead and pray every single day. By first, he says he should speak, he should express the praises of Hashem. Then he should ask for his own personal needs with deep. Um, um, bakosha and tchina, like pleading the, on a very deep level, and then complete it, top it off with giving praise and Hashem for all the good that He bestowed upon Him. Now, what's the explanation in this? Says the Rebbe. In general, mitzvahs typically you can divide them into two categories. You have those mitzvahs that you that are exclusively asiyah, meaning they are actionable mitzvahs. They have to get done. The main object of the mitzvah is to do the mitzvah, to perform the act of the mitzvah. For example, tefillin, tzitzis, mezuzah. You have to actually do the mitzvah. You have to physically do the mitzvah. You can't just contemplate the mitzvah. You can't just meditate on the mitzvah. You have to actually do the mitzvah. Then there are mitzvahs that are not actionable mitzvahs, but they're more pertaining to the heart, to the, so to speak, mind, the soul of the person. And those are the mitzvahs that are the duty of the heart, like loving Hashem, fearing Hashem. All these are exclusively the, the kavana, the intent and the feelings of the heart. That's in general the way we can divide the mitzvahs in two categories. However, going back now to what the Ramam said, you see that the mitzvah of davening is very, very unique. In the one hand, there has to be an action. 
albeit a very minor action that is of speech. You have to actually say the words. You can't just look at the words and you can't just think of the words. That's not considered that you daven, that you prayed. Yet, on the other hand, the whole object of the mitzvah, not just the individual's contribution, so to speak, not just the, 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 the gavra part of the mitzvah, the chefzah part of the mitzvah is the kavana of the heart, the intent that's in the heart. As the, as the Ramam says, quote, that a person should pray with deep um, uh, bakosha and tchina, with, with, with a deep sense of pleading and asking and so on. And without this, meaning without this full chefza of the mitzvah, this full object of the mitzvah, which here includes what typically would be the, the part that's associated with the gavra, meaning the contemplation, the feeling of the heart. This sum total of the speech and the contemplation of the heart, which together makes up the chefza of the mitzvah, this actually contributes to the gavra, to the individual. Because without this, the individual has not fulfilled his obligation and his speech is worthless. If he just talks and he doesn't have any intention, has no idea what he's saying, has no meaning in what he says, doesn't have any heart in it, then he didn't say anything. So in other words, normally the object of a mitzvah is to do it and then the kavana is, so to speak, more the gabra part of the mitzvah. However, by tefillah, the chefza itself is the kavana. Without the kavana, the chefza is not complete. Now this idea, this concept, we also find by Sviris Ha'imer. In Sviris Ha'imer, Dal Terebe Paskins, that you could, and we'll see in a moment soon, you should, count the Omer in any language that you best understand. Meaning, it doesn't have to be done exclusively in Lashon Kodesh. Moreover, says the Alter Rebbe, if somebody should count in Hebrew, meaning read the original text from the Siddur, and not understand what they're reading, they haven't done the mitzvah, they haven't fulfilled obligation. So what do you see? That on the one hand, there's a mitzvah to talk, to verbalize. You have to actually say it, and therefore the Alter Rebbe discusses whether you have to say it in Hebrew, you can say it in other language, you have to say it. You have to actually announce, today is such and such a day. But on the other hand, or simultaneously I should say, if you don't know, if you don't have the kavana, at least a minimal kavana to understand and to the words that you're saying, and to know which day you just counted, you haven't fulfilled your obligation. This idea, this concept, is also paralleled in the effect of these two mitzvahs, of the two mitzvahs of Sfirah Sa'imer and Davening. Tefillah, in Davening, because one prepares himself and sets his mind to stand before Hashem, as we say, quote-unquote, ke'avdo kami more, before, like a servant before his master, so it's understood that once somebody has accomplished the davening, once somebody has gone through it, it actually affects the person, and the person transforms, the person becomes a different person. The person changes. He's not the same person that he was before he davened. If he did the proper preparations and he had the proper kabbana and he said the words, and he meant it, that is, because if he had the proper kabbana, he meant it, he's not that same person that he was prior to when he davened. The same thing as Fidesz Saimer. In the one hand, and what do we say in Sfirah Saimer? We say in the prayer that we say after Sfirah Saimer, we say, You commanded us to count Sfirah Saimer. For what purpose? In order to purify us, to refine us from all the klipas, from all the negativity, and from all the impurities. 
And then later we con- conclude that it's all Kedeshi, Toru, that all the souls of all the Jewish people should become clean, should become refined from all the filth, from all the dirt. So what do you see? That both of these mitzvahs are about the transformational effect that it has on the person. So there's a great parallel. So far we had two parallels between the mitzvah, Sferis Ha'imer, and Davani. And now another parallel. Both by the, mitzvah, by, by the mitzvah of Tefillah and Sferis Ha'imer, the mitzvah itself gets fully accomplished and is considered worth, worthy, notwithstanding the outcome. Meaning, whether the outcome is achieved or not, the mitzvah itself is complete. Where do you see that? Look at davening. By davening, what the Ramam said, the object is to plead, to ask Hashem for what we need. And that you do fully. And as we said, it transforms the person, notwithstanding the fact that maybe yes, maybe not. Maybe Hashem will answer your prayer. Maybe Hashem will fulfill your desires. Maybe not. But even if he doesn't, that doesn't change the fact that your prayer, your davening was a complete davening and the chepzah was complete, so the gavra is complete. There was a total transformation. And the same thing is with Sfirah Sa'imah. On the one hand, we say that it, the whole object of it is that it is a preparation. It's a build-up to Sfirah, to, to um, Chagashavoyz, to lead us up and to bring us the, to, to the excitement, the build-up to Chagashavoyz. But on the other hand, each day is individual mitzvah. Even if somebody, for whatever reason, should stop right there, they still did a complete mitzvah, let's say on day one, when they counted day one. On day two, when they counted day two. So you see how there's a very strong parallel between Sfiris Sa'imer and Davani. We brought in Halacha and three ideas of it on more on the deeper level. And now we can understand, we'll appreciate why the contrast between the Siddur of the Arizal and of the Alter Rebbe. You see, the Siddur Arizal, like he writes in the beginning, the Arizal in his introduction says that the purpose of this Siddur is Tikkun Vahamshachas This is to correct and to draw down all the higher upper worlds. And therefore it's understood that Svir Sa'imer could not be the completion of it all. It cannot be that thing which wraps it all up. Why? Because Svir Sa'imer is more of an individual transformation. It's more about the individual's transforming. It's not, a, so to speak, a collective, a global transformation. And therefore, it doesn't come at the end. What comes at the end of the Ariz al The Chagim, the festivals. Shminat Seres, Simchastero, all the festivals, and they culminate in Shminat Seres, Simchastero. Why? Because the festivals, by virtue of what they're supposed to affect in the world, that's exactly what they do. They affect a change, a transformation but on a collective, on a global level, so to speak. And therefore, the Arizal, true to the nature of what the Siddur is, what the objective of his Siddur is, which, like we said, is only for select individuals, therefore he concludes it with that. However, the Al-Tarebbe Siddur, like we said, is a Shavel Chol Nefesh. This is um, equally applicable to all, to all souls, meaning to each and every individual. And that's, Precisely the reason why the Alter Rebbe did not incorporate the individual kavanahs for each mitzvah and each prayer. Because it's not something that everybody's capable of. It's not something that pertains to all. And therefore the Alter Rebbe Siddur begins with Tikkun Chatzois. What is really Tikkun Chatzois? The idea of it is the, the, the Tikkun 
of the individual, the transformation of the individual, and it completes, it culminates with Sfiris Ha'emer. Because Sfiris Ha'emer, like we said, is about the transformation of the individual, similar to the idea of prayer. And this idea, like we said, just to get into detail, is reflected specifically in Sfiris Ha'emer, the idea of transformation of the individual. Sfiris Ha'emer, we can, we can, there's an aspect of it where you can actually see this clearly and vividly, how it really connects to the individual. You see, every single yantif, every single yantif is predetermined, is already decided by the calendar. Whereas Sfiris Ha'imer is actually contingent on one's counting of the Ha'imer. And when you reach the 50th day, that day is now your yantif according to halacha. Now it so happens to be, it turns out, that everybody does exactly the same thing. So collectively we all celebrate our, quote, 50th day, which happens to be the same day on the 6th of Sivan. But what happens if one crosses the international date line and now they lose or they gain a day? Now their 50th day is another day different than everybody else. Then according to Halacha, as the Rebbe pointed out, the Rebbe has a whole long talk about it, that person celebrates Shavuos on their day, on their 50th day. So you see how Sfiris Sa'im is a very individual mitzvah. Although it's done collectively, everybody does exactly the same thing, but ultimately it really, when it boils down to it, it comes down to the individual. So in other words, the Sfiris Sa'imer actually accomplishes something and almost like creates an entity for the individual. And the same thing is with davening. The same thing is with tefillah. It doesn't only draw down from above what is already quote-unquote dear, but it also creates an entity. It creates something new. It almost like, like, like makes, manufactures something new as expressed in the ultimate prayer that we say when we say a prayer, a real prayer is Yehi Ratzain Mufanecha. It should be a will before you, meaning there should be like a Ratzain Chadash, a new will, like a new desire. Something new should be, quote unquote, manufactured, created, similar to the idea of Sfer Saimer, that ultimately it makes a new entity. It actually brings in Shavuos. It actually brings in Yantav. So now we appreciate the connection between Sviris Ha'imer and Tefillah. And it also helps us understand the contrast between the Alter Rebbe Siddur and the Arizal Siddur, why the Alter Rebbe deviated from the Arizal Siddur, even though primarily his Siddur is based on the Arizal Siddur.